0: Formation point by Dawkins. Rich Holland may be thinking twice about coming back in the ring. Three profits out here making statements. And Butch jumping on the back of Angelo Dawkins. It may be too little, too late, Butch. Oh! Perhaps responsible for the resurgent street profits. Bobby Lashley talked a lot about change the past couple of weeks with Montez Ford and Angela Dawkins. And it appears after what we saw tonight that change may end. The new nation of domination, not that they'd ever be called that because that would just be too cool, was probably the main thing that happened on SmackDown. I was actually thinking about not even doing this show because I did think it was quite lacklustre for the modern era. What it reminded me of was one of those old shows that you got before the pay-per-views back in the day, Countdown to WrestleMania or Countdown to SummerSlam or Road to Survivor Series, where it would mainly be build-up videos with a few matches, but not matches of massive significance. You would sometimes see wrestlers who were involved in the main event matches getting wins, but essentially, it would be a lot of uh, highlight videos. And that's what this felt like. The main angle, as I said, was the nation of domination. As I said, not that it's going to be called that. But Bobby Lashley with the Street Profits, who actually got a baby face reaction. I'm not sure if you're supposed to get a baby face reaction to beating up two tag teams. But that probably tells you that those two tag teams ain't worth shit. And this crowd recognised that this was going to be a top tier main event act. And the Street Profits will probably end up winning the tag titles off Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn if Kevin Owens is actually cleared. So perhaps it'll be clearer when they actually attack a relevant and important and popular team like Owens and Zayn that this is supposed to be a heel faction. If it is going to be a heel faction, maybe it's going to be a faction that goes on to take the bloodline. It looks like it's set up that they're going to go on and take on the OC at this point. But we'll see based on the reaction that they got. But for me, it was just a case of the fans were excited that they saw something relevant and that they know that this is going to be a top-tier team. But usually when you go from street clothes to wearing a suit, that means you're going corporate and that means you're going heel because people don't like... Pe- people that are smart and important and relevant and rich and just better than them. When you go from being in normal clothes, which is what people wear, to wearing suits, you're basically telling the audience, especially a wrestling audience, that you are better than them. So I was a little bit surprised by that reaction, but when I think about the the trash that they attacked Probably not that surprising, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But as I said, I think this was the most relevant thing on the show. Everything else felt like it was just filler teetering towards SummerSlam. Roman Reigns wasn't on the show. There wasn't any big kind of go-home angle. So overall, I did feel it was slightly lackluster. I think all the work has been done for SummerSlam. I thought Raw was a much better show. Obviously, people are going to feel like my Raw raw review was a much better show, but that's because that was a much better show to review. Moving forward, the format of the show will be more similar to the Raw review because that was popular where I pulled the clips and talked about each individual relevant thing that happens. That has proven to be a popular show. We got a good response to that. And moving forward, that's going to be how we do things. But we're late here on Saturday night. I've had a very busy day. I was thinking of skipping this, but I did want to talk about the the Lashley Street Profits thing. And also I wanted to plug what we have done for SummerSlam. So over on the Lock Betting Podcast, there is a free betting preview for tonight's show. So I run through all of the matches and look through the betting lines as well. Me and Cav... Over on YouTube did a full SummerSlam preview, not from a betting perspective, but just from a storyline perspective. We gave predictions, we talked about the storylines, we talked about what we felt like would be good matches, we talked about why certain matches were dropped, we talked extensively about Logan Paul and his future in the company and what he's done so far so that's a show that's available on YouTube and as I've said to you many times I encourage you to go and listen to the YouTube or go and check out the YouTube because we are looking to get 3,000 watch hours as soon as possible we qualify with two and a half thousand subscribers to go live And to move forward with the audience participation show that we want to do. That's the hard part. The easy part now is getting the watch hours and we're about 1,200 hours away. So if you guys could head over to YouTube and watch that extensive SummerSlam preview that me and Cav did, that would be most appreciated because there isn't really too much more to say about SmackDown. The one concern that I I do have was that Solo Sokoa got beaten fairly easily and clean. Now, this is a guy that you spent months and months building up. He's had a really good year. It's not even been a year yet because he debuted at Clash of the Castle last year. And he was pretty much untouchable. When he lost to Cody, it was a big deal. When he was pinned in the tag match in Saudi, it was a big deal. He was an unstoppable force. For him to lose clean like this is concerning. But I guess at the moment, the priority has to be Jay Uso. And he has to look super strong and credible going into SummerSlam tonight. But... You do need to rebuild up Solo again, because if Roman gets past this match with Jay, which I expect him to do, then potentially later on down the line, the final person to leave the bloodline would be Solo. And then after he gets past Solo, obviously Roman Reigns will be then left alone with just him and Heyman. And that would be then him losing everything and the only thing left to lose would be the title, and when he does lose that, then he really will lose everything, and we'll see that Heyman isn't loyal to him, and Heyman can start bringing in heels to to take on a new babyface Roman Reigns, that's how I believe that it will play out, if he um, ends up signing a contract extension, because at the moment, his contract will run out in 2025, and this title reign will potentially end at WrestleMania in 2024, WrestleMania 40, but there is a possibility it could extend all, extend all the way to WrestleMania 41. That would only leave you four months of Roman Reigns, and I imagine he would take an extensive break if he carries the title all the way to WrestleMania 41, and he would only be coming back with a new contract beginning at that year's SummerSlam. So it's interesting to see what they'll do with Solo, but I do think they need to rebuild him if they are going in that direction where Roman loses everything and Solo is the next challenger from the bloodline because that was quite a bad loss compared to what's happened so far. Obviously, there's no shame in losing to Jay Uso. And when you're on top and in the main event, anybody can lose. But it was just a stark contrast to how they have booked solo before. There was no mistake from Heyman or anything. There was no return from Jimmy. There was no error from Roman. It was just a straight-up wrestling match, and it was clean. And as I said, it was in line with a lot of stuff we saw in the show. Yes, the guy main eventing at SummerSlam appeared on the show. Yes, he got a win. He was present there. A lot of guys were present, but nothing really happened. You didn't need to watch this show. The only thing that moved forward was the fact that Bobby Lashley turned up with the Street profit. And given that they have nothing to do at SummerSlam this weekend, even that could have been left for next week. So nothing more to say here. The shows aren't usually going to be like this. We are going to do or I'm going to do a more extensive review for SmackDown as I have been doing for Raw and SmackDown. It's going to be a lot more like we got with uh, Raw on Tuesday. But at this point, I really want to encourage people to go over to the Lock Betting podcast free. It's absolutely free. Just search Lock Betting and you'll get a full betting preview for tonight's SummerSlam. And also head over to YouTube. Even if you're listening to this after SummerSlam, go and listen to what we thought was going to happen. That's still interesting. And if you don't want to do that, just do us a favor. Just go and push play, leave it on, come back to it, turn it off and uh, we'll get the viewing hours that we need as quick as possible so you guys can participate in the show. Enjoy SummerSlam tonight, and thanks for listening.